This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's going on, Patriots fans? Kyrie Thompson back with another episode of First in Foxborough, live on the road at Gillette Stadium, recapping a huge win, 23-21 over the Miami Dolphins, keeping the Patriots' playoff hopes alive. Look, this was a game that, given the way the last couple of weeks had gone, it was no guarantee they were going to be able to pull this off just because it was home, just because it was, you know, a, a, a winter game or you know, whatever it is. You know, it wasn't like that, those late in the game Miami trips where everything's hot and humid and you got to get used to the elements and all that good stuff. There was no guarantee the Patriots were going to be able to pull this off, not even with Tua Tungavailoa out and Teddy Bridgewater, the backup quarterback, in. And there were times in this one where it just looked like the game was hanging in the balance, same way it had been at other times in the past you know, four or five games and that the Patriots might find a way to lose, just just against all odds, might find a way to mess this up. And when the chips were down, they made the plays this time. Kyle Duggar, once again, third time this year he scored a touchdown, third time in probably the last four weeks he's made a game-changing play, just when it had to happen, right? There was the, the, the fumble that he forced on DeAndre Hopkins against the Cardinals. There was him jumping the route against the Raiders for a pick six. And this one just, it could not have come at a better time. 39-yard score, just weaving and running, just like he was on punt returns back in the day at Lenore Ryan. I mean, he's just an incredible athlete. And I think we've been talking about Marcus Jones of late being potentially the best player of the Patriots all around because of what he's done on offense, defense, and special teams. They've been using him all over the place. Kyle Duggar deserves to be in that conversation as well. Just game-changing play after game-changing play. The Patriots would not still have postseason hopes if it were not for Kyle Duggar. That's it. That's the tweet. He's been exceptional. The players in the locker room just barely even know what to say anymore. Just that, you know, it, it's just amazing watching him do what he does week in and week out. They feed off of it. I mean, when he made that play, the I mean, immediately, as soon as, as the defense came back out on the field, they were hunting the Dolphins. They weren't given an inch. They were all over them. Sacks, blown up screens, hard hits. The crowd was into it. He changed the game. He changed the football game and gave them a lead that they ended up not relinquishing, which, I mean, they needed every point that they got in this one, as you could see in the end, because the offense didn't play that well for most of the game. 
They had a first quarter touchdown drive that was nice. It featured a big play to Tyquan Thornton down the field. He hauled this one in this time. Well done for the rookie um, after having a big drop last week and, I don't know, struggling to have a consistent impact. He led the Patriots in receiving with 60 yards in this one. Big play in, in the first quarter to get them down the field a little bit. And you know, a very good you know, toe-tapping grab on that. That was, that was a difficult ball down the sideline, over the shoulder, hauls it in, and then gets a five-yard or a seven-yard touchdown catch from Mac Jones. That's the first time they've linked up for a touchdown this year. And you know, good help from Hunter Henry on that one by uh, you know, picking a couple of defenders. Thornton makes the grab, kind of a you know, fingertip, almost like knuckles kind of grab. It could have popped out of his hands, but it didn't. He held on tight. And look, again, not that many receptions, just three catches, but they all mattered. They were all big plays. And that's what we've been looking for for Tyquan Thornton. Just just make the plays when they're thrown to you. Obviously, they missed on a couple of deep throws. They just couldn't quite connect. Mac Jones was trying it out. He was trying to stretch the field. That's still going to be something they're, they're going to be working on. He's got the speed. Just got to work on some of the separation. But, man, look, plays were made. Good on the rookie for, in, in his own words, he talked about it at his locker after the game, that he... He didn't necessarily carry the drop with him. It didn't necessarily affect him, but he did want to redeem himself a little bit. He did want to make a big play, make up for not making the play last week. He certainly did that in this one. And then you get the clutch fourth quarter drive to really and assault things away and give them a two-score lead and make sure that the Dolphins were going to have to do an onside kick and 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 take that shot and they were able to get that onside kick hunter henry again scoops it up big play by him look this was not a great game for mac jones it was what 22 for 33 something like that or i think it was 20 for 33 not terribly efficient it would, you know, could have been a lot worse you know 203 yards two touchdowns it looked erratic at times the ball wasn't quite coming out the way that he would probably like it. There were a couple times it was wobbling. It was a little bit off target. A couple of throws where I thought the chemistry between the quarterback and the receiver wasn't quite right, where Jacoby Myers, there was once or twice where it looked like he was stopping his route or or just not quite in the right place. And Mac Jones was throwing it to where he wanted Jacoby Myers to be, and he wasn't quite there. He had a, a throw that a lot of people were getting after me about on Twitter because how dare I criticize Hunter Henry for dropping a ball he should have caught. But I mean... Throw could have been better. There were a couple of throws that could have been better for Mac Jones in this one. He wasn't his. He wasn't exactly a hundred percent sharp. It is what it is. You still got to make the plays, and in the end, when they needed to make the plays, they made them in that fourth quarter. Kendrick Bourne only catch of the game goes for sixteen yards in the first town. Jacoby Myers gets free down the seam for a big twenty-five yard catch, and, and I mean that one really felt to me like okay, this is different. This is this is different. They are going to go down there and they are they stand a good chance of scoring. It looked like there was rhythm. It looked like there was comfort at a time when the Patriots offense has not always looked particularly good. Late in games when you had to get it done. And they got it done in this one. And the play that was talked about a lot was the touchdown throw from Mac Jones to Jacoby Myers, where Bill Belichick and a couple of folks after the game noted that that's not usually a play. That goes to Jacoby Myers, at least when they practice it. 
as, as he said, there are other options on the play. I mean, receivers to the other side of the formation. But Mac Jones noticed, and Jacoby Myers noted this at his locker after the game, that the corner was playing him way inside. I think they were expecting some kind of slant, like an in-breaking route, and Jacoby Myers bumps outside. The corner doesn't follow him. And so they did a side adjustment on that and basically said, okay, throw it up. Let me do an outside release. You throw it up high. I'll go up and get it. Corner couldn't get over there in time. Jacoby Myers leaps up, hauls it in. He took a hard fall on that one. Um, he ended up not returning to the game, as I recall it, but he was fine enough to talk afterwards. Um, he's been dealing with a bit of a shoulder problem. Took him a little minute to get off the floor there, but still makes the catch. Big play to, to seal things. Again, red zone touchdowns for the Patriots today. Two of them. Seemed like they couldn't score in the red zone for whatever reason for all of that time. But this time, they got it done. And Tyquan Thornton mentioned it. He said, look, our antennas were up when we got down there. We knew that you know we, we wanted to get it right. We wanted to make a play. But this time, instead of folding, instead of overdoing it, trying too hard, pressing in ways that have hurt them in the past, they just executed. What a novel concept. And in the end, they won the game because they executed, because they did their jobs. Look, it wasn't pretty, but all you had to do was win. That was it. Win, keep your season alive, and they did that. So when they go to Buffalo next week, and we still don't know what time necessarily it's going to be, it's labeled as TBD. It could be on Sunday at 1. It could be prime time. Who knows? But they're going to go down to Orchard Park with something to play for, And the Buffalo Bills are going to have something to play for as well, no matter what happens to them against the Bengals, which as of this, as of this podcast, that game has not happened. That's a Monday night game. So regardless, the Bills, assuming they beat the Bengals, would be tied with the Chiefs, but they would still hold the number one seed. So there's still a chance that Buffalo will need the number one seed and Kansas City is going to play the Las Vegas Raiders who aren't a very good team. So they're probably going to win that game, and they're going to be battling it out for the number one seed most likely. So I would have a hard time believing the Buffalo Bills are going to be resting their starters. Look, this this season, as I've said before, there's a high likelihood it has an expiration date. Could well be next week. If not, it could be the following. Because look, they could make the playoffs still with an 8-9 record as long as None of the other teams that they are battling with for position here make it to 9-8. and eight. As long as those teams stay at 8 wins as well, the Patriots have tiebreakers over all of them, as I understand it right now. So hope is not necessarily lost if they lose to the Bills, but that's going to be a tall task. If they can do it, though, if somehow they can beat the Bills in Orchard Park, then they're in the playoffs. And I feel like even if they're probably still going to lose in the wild card round and, and potentially lose badly to the to the Bills or or the Chiefs or the Bengals or whoever ends up with that number 2 seed i still think that's it would be better for for the the long term probably if they lost out and and got to you know the top 10 or you know outside the top 10 of the draft that's probably not going to happen now that's not oh that's not going to happen at this point Because they have eight wins. But there's still something to be said for the resilience of this team where they've been through a lot. They've struggled. It hasn't looked very good a lot of the time. And they've fumbled away some games they should have won. They should have more than eight wins right now. But they they don't. And yet, 
when the chips were down, they did what they needed to do to stay in the playoff hunt. They'll get another shot, another playoff game next week. We'll see how it goes. I'm Kyrie Thompson. This has been another episode of First and Fox Pro. Catch you throughout the week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.